I had the exact opposite of what he was saying. Like we were accepted and we made some friends kind of right off the bat. People were really nice to us, but it, in the same token, we were really nice to people and our competitors. We were, we were just out there having a good time. It's time for Class Racing Today, the podcast for the NHRA Class Racing fan. Welcome back to another episode of Class Racing Today, classracingtoday.com, classracingtoday at gmail.com. If you have any questions, comments, uh, you just want to say some nice words or you want to help sponsor the show and make it even better, uh, send us a note there. Uh, Brian and Bobby, we're still in the middle of uh, the unknown when it comes to racing in the era of COVID. Uh, let's, let's dig into it a little bit. Uh, how are you guys? What's happening in the world your worlds today. My world. My world is boring. There's no racing to do. The weather's awful. And I want to move to Florida. Really? I would move to California, but it's just out of, it's out of the question now. Florida it is. Quit being bored. Go out to the shop and work on your damn car and make it faster, Bobby. <laughs> can he? Fast enough. I can't, I can't make it any faster. Yeah, you can. You can sell it and buy a bow tie. That is a nice pack. And they, you just write the check. Oh, Chevy? Oh, well, there's about 100 engine builders that perfected this. So boom, boom, boom. Here you go. Make me fast. Why, I don't, guess you, why don't you try a challenge? You Get should, yourself a Ford. Try a challenge. Come up with your own ideas. You would be a great Mopar guy. You know, like the, the great John McLaughlin says, it's not easier cheap being cooler than everyone else. You got that right. Do you know what else? You I, got, know? I, I get blinded driving up to the lanes, all the snaps, all the... Boom, 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 pictures. I got to make sure I'm, my hair, face is nice, presentable, cars polished. Not like you. You can roll that thing through the mud, drive up to the lanes. Nobody's looking at that thing. So does all that work uh, translate to cash by chance? Any trophies? Does it matter? <laughs> if we lose, we're going to look good doing it. Man, I, uh, I Don't ask like... foolish questions, Craig. Come on. I feel like kind of. I'm starting to find myself hanging out in a circle of darkness. There's a, uh, I go to the racetrack. Everybody that pits around me has stick shifts. Then I invite Bobby to come to a podcast with me, and he's a stick shift guy. Were you hoping for something else? I thought I could convert them, but I don't know now. Wait, well, hold on, wait. Are you wanting to go to the dark side now? I think they should go to an auto, but I don't know. <laughs> I found an interesting <laughs> guest today. Autumn Green from Florida, who's another stick drift, stick shifter with probably the coolest name for a YouTube channel ever, the Stick Shift Syndicate. Like, I kind of want to be a part of that group. That's like a gang. Oh, me too. It sounds, I wish sounds, I sounds dangerous. I wish I was creative enough to come up with a cool name like that, though. Like, I have not one creative bone in my body. How are you, Autumn? I'm good. How are you guys doing? Autumn, how old are you? I'm 20. Things 20. you don't so you're normally the youngest. ask. She's probably, I know, sorry. You're not supposed to ask that to a woman, but. <laughs> it's okay. What I was getting at is 20-year-old fresh stock eliminator stick shift driver. Just not something you see every day. It's, uh, it's definitely different. It, it's not seen. Even seeing a young kid go from juniors or something else, it's not common to see them go into stock regardless. Yeah, not even just stock, a stick shift stocker. Like, you didn't go into super comp like 99% of your peers. No. Good for you. Did you have, like, a fake shifter lever? Like, was your dad grooming you from an early age to, like, pull the lever just to pretend like you're rowing gears and going down the strip in the junior? <laughs> no, um, but he did have a GTO when I was young, a 2005 GTO. And when we, he would drive, it was street legal. When he would drive it down the street, I would put my left hand on it and, um, he would, I would shift it with him. So, you know, I've, I've been interested since I was very, very young. You know, those GTOs make like amazing stalkers, don't you? Um, yeah. So <laughs> he had the GTO, um, he broke it doing uh drag week. I begged him to keep it. And, and he was like, no, I'm selling it because he was so angry. Uh, so, yeah. They are hard to make work, I think, just because they're so freaking heavy. But that's like 
the most underrated combo out there right now that with the stick that would be really killer eventually i would love to get that car back if it is ever in the playing cards and make it into a thick shift stalker if i ever am able to yeah that's pretty wild uh yeah i don't know you guys might convert me to the stick thing it definitely uh definitely would be fun just to try rowing the gears in there what uh what made you want to get into stock? How Tell us your story. Where did you come from? Who is Autumn? All right. So um, my sister started junior dragster racing when I was about three years old uh, because she's nine years older than me. So I was very brought into this very young. My dad was street racing all the time when he was younger. Um, they really didn't know the first thing about bracket racing when my sister had started. So my thing was, as soon as I turned eight, I wanted to start junior dragster racing, and he got me a car. I got into it. So I started junior dragster racing when I was eight years old. I did it up until I was 18. Um, when I was probably about 15 or 16, um, we would go We would go to bro local bracket races, and then we would go to our one national NHRA event, which is was the Eastern Conference Finals. Um, we begged our then- Division two director Rich Schaefer to let juniors run at the divisional races that they had for D2. And we told him, hey, we'll show up at every single one that you have. So they did a trial run in either 2016 or 2017. I'm not completely sure of the year. They did it, they ran us at four of the division races. They had a decent turnout. Um, so when they had a decent turnout, they said, okay, we'll run them at all of this, all seven division races. Um, so we really got to go and see the classes that they ran at the division races. That's when we were introduced to stock and he, my dad pretty much fell in love with the class, I guess you could say, because it was more complicated. It was, uh, you know, it had the rules. It was uh, nice, nice cars. Uh, a lot of people uh, do it. Um, and he really started to like the class. So then he started to talk to me about the class. I really started to fall in love with it. Um, my biggest thing was I did not want to go into a dragster when I got out of juniors. I wanted a door car. Um, of course, I wanted a 69 Camaro. But being an 18 year old, he was like, yeah, no, that's way too much money. We're going to find a cheaper car. He uh, found the 76 Nova that we have now. I think he got, he went up to Pennsylvania to get it. So that, that's really how we got into it was Rich Schaefer brought on the juniors to the division races. We started watching all these classes. We really took an interest in Stock Eliminator. And of course, my dad is huge stick guy he's owned stick cars he's not really an automatic guy so that was the only way I was going to be able to get a car was if I had a stick shift and I was completely fine with that so was that Nova already a race car or did you build it it has been a race car since day one since it was brought home from the dealership in 76 and we know that because it has like three miles on the little like speedometer, the speedometer. in the car nice <laughs> so it's been a race car since day one we got it uh from a guy that raced it and he's from pennsylvania um and he went and picked it up and it was either april or may of 2017 that's pretty awesome Excellent. was it did it have a stick in it when you got it yeah who, who was the racer's name do we know him uh the car was bill belden's oh yeah bill belden that's his car then yeah, so it is it still blue your car or was it blue? It's not blue. It was blue. We changed it and we painted it silver. Okay. Yeah. Yep, he was a good guy. So I'm glad that that car is still running then and you are the owner. That's an H Stick 76 Nova. You guys call it the Disco Nova, right? Yeah, we do. Uh I love it. Me and my dad uh we love disco music. So what better name to give it Disco Nova? <laughs> Do you have Excellent. the disco ball outside the trailer, like going or? 
I don't have a disco ball for the trailer. I've never thought about that. So that's actually a good idea. <laughs> but I have a disco ball hanging from my mirror inside the car. That's awesome. Uh, there you go. What was your success like? Did you do pretty good in juniors or? So um, in 2012 at the Eastern Conference Finals, I runnered up. So I was. Uh, not the national champion, but I was the runner-up to the national champion. Um, I was so upset. I remember saying to my dad and my team and the people that we traveled with from like Bradenton and towns around Bradenton, I said, next year, watch, I'm going to come back. I'm going to win because I don't, I did not like being the runner-up. It, the feeling kind of stunk. So uh, I came back and, you know, when you hear that from someone, it's hard to do that and go back and perform well I went back 2013 I was in the 12 year old class I think I had a little over 80 kids in my class and I showed up I sure enough I won I was the national champion um so that was really cool and um then the year after that I finished in the semis so I definitely have a record for going to the eastern conference finals and doing well pretty much every year that I went, maybe except a couple of times. And then um, I have won an Ironman. I've won several uh, division wallies. I don't know if you can see them, but they're right up on the safe right there. Um, and then in 2018, my last year in juniors, they ran a full season for juniors at the division races for division two. And, um, I actually won the championship my last year. So my last year in juniors, I won the division championship. Um, so that was the best way to go out. And I won the last race that I, I raced in my junior. How did that transition into the dark car? Um, it was definitely a learning curve. I'm definitely still learning. Uh, I, last year was my first full year. Um, but. You know, I feel like as soon as I get it down pat, get my head where I need to be this season, I feel like I'm definitely going to progress and be able to do something and do well. How long did it take you to, it's, it's like the, the little things with driving, you know, the stick car. I mean, for me, just navigating around the pits and, um, you know, staging the car is the hardest going down the track, you know, once you launch the car, it's, I, I just felt that was just easier, just reacting to the shift light. Um, and that, and you know, basically once you're in high gear, it's just like an automatic at that point. So how, how did you find it staging the car? Was that a challenge for you? So at first, actually for pretty much an entire year, I did not stage with anything but the clutch and the brake in the car. I did not use a line lock or anything. Um, it definitely wasn't as challenging as I thought it would be with just using that and not a line lock. Um, so my dad was like, eventually we'll move you up to using the line lock. We'll kind of figure it out. So last year um, in October, we went to South Georgia Motorsports Park for uh division two national open. And, you know, I was kind of like, all right, dad, like this is kind of, I can't stage consistently. I think, you know, eventually we're going to have to work on this line lock. So he taught me at SGMP. I definitely struggled with it um, because something in my brain was not clicking. Um, I wasn't letting go of the button. So it would mess my, mess my reaction time up. Um, but a few weeks later, I had another race and I literally just, I guess I could say bullied myself into letting go of the button and not being afraid that the car was going to move. I mean, it's a division race. It's not a big deal anyway. So I would bully myself and be like, okay, let go, let go of the button. You're fine. And, you know, as I got used to it, it was way easier. Honestly, I, I struggled with it the first race of this year just getting back in the routine of letting go of the button but as I get more used to it I'm definitely going to be fine and I'm not going to have an issue with it I'm sure 
Now the button, um, so you're holding the line lock on the shifter button mm -hmm. and you're letting, you're popping the clutch and letting go of this button. That, that button on the shifter, that's your two-step and your line lock. So it's holding your revs. And my two-step is, my two-step is on the clutch pedal. All right. So that's where you need to, so I have the same thing. Now I have a relay in my car that maybe this would be beneficial for you to try is when I push the clutch pedal, that button also takes over the hand. So I stage the car, I'm holding the shifter button. That's the line lock. Once I get in and I push the clutch to the floor, I can let go of that button. The button on the clutch pedal is now holding the revs and it's holding the line lock. So when you pop the clutch, both of them release at the same time. And you don't have to worry about letting go with your thumb and clutch pedal, you know, at the same time. So it, yeah, see, I don't, about. I will definitely think about that. I'll, uh, I'll definitely mention it to my dad, see what he thinks about it. Um, but I actually do, I don't let go. So when I hold the line lock button, um, I actually let go before the lights start coming down. Uh, um, okay. because I have to open my hand on the shifter. If I don't open my hand, the, the motion of the car, if my hands closed, I, I pull it out of first gear. Mm -hmm. So I let go of the button and change my hand to this. I, it's gotten a lot easier as I had, you know, a few runs down on my belt because, um, it was just like, let go of the button, move my hand. I just wasn't connecting, letting go of the button. Like I was like, if I let go of the button, the car's going to move. It's not, the clutch is pushed down. So that's where I was struggling. So I finally got it in Atlanta last year and was like, all right, we're good. Bobby doesn't have to worry about that because his car doesn't leave hard enough to actually pull so the lever. My question is when you are on the floor with the car at rev at launch RPM, <laughs> uh, you can do that with no line lock. The car won't creep on you. Um, so it doesn't creep enough. Okay. Cause mine, uh, I have to have a line and I have to have good brake pressure, but I'm leaving, you know, I'm leaving at such a high RPM with the, uh, inertia, the clutch gaps closing a little bit. So if I don't have that line lock set, my car will, it'll roll through the beam. Yeah. And I can't give it enough gap to, I can't give the clutch enough gap to, to not do that. So it's, that's just something again, why I have to have that line lock on Brian's still trying to figure out what, what a, a clutch pedal is and what, why there's three pedals in a car. I thought that was the emergency brake. Come on. <laughs> oh, Bobby. But it's nice to actually talk to somebody that knows what a stick shift is. And I don't have to educate Brian here. I have Autumn here. I can have good conversation with. That's a double throw, double pull relay. Autumn MSD 8960 is the part number. Get that. Wire that in there. You can let go of that button earlier if you want to but you know what you don't need you don't need the line lock on while you while you bring it up to launch rpm so now that i'm thinking about it you probably don't need that yeah but i have a we, I, i've uh, seen guys in d1 that you know that forget to let go of that button they're still holding that line lock button while they're the car is launched so the car will come down from his little wheelie and the front tires are just locked and they slide and then he lets go of the button i've seen uh interesting things so that's why I don't like to have to hold that button. That seems like it could create a, uh, <laughs> a bad day for somebody if, <laughs> if it turned bad. Yeah. I've watched a guy do it two days in a row with a really, really two different, really nice Corvettes. One was a super stock and one was a, one was a stocker, but I think there's now something wired in there to kill that button. Once the clutch lets out, it shuts that button off. So you can't keep the wheels, front wheels locked when they come back on the ground. I would hope so, because, oh my goodness. That makes me sick just thinking about it. It makes me nervous. Now that we've completely messed with Autumn's uh, mind for the first <laughs> half of the race season, <laughs> what uh, like, what are your thoughts is coming right from juniors into stock? Like, what what was your thoughts coming into the first year? Were you pretty well accepted? Were pre people pretty helpful? Like, I was new. This was my second season, but... You know, I'm already, uh, well, in my mind, I'm an old man in stock. I'm probably still pretty new, but I mean, you've got me by 22 years. So what was that like as a, as a young girl coming into stock? Like, what were your thoughts or how were you accepted? 
So I was definitely worried that I wouldn't be accepted because I'm new. And, you know, the whole thing with getting your class hit with horsepower, you know, these guys don't like that. They, they like to keep their classes um, good. Uh, but we had a friend, uh, his son races juniors as well. And he had run stock or like super street um, and whatnot. So, you know, he was like, he kind of warned us. He was like, hey, these guys, they might not warm up to you very fast. Um, but honestly, I had the exact opposite of what he was saying. Like we were accepted and um, we made some friends kind of right off the bat. Uh, people were really nice to us, um, but it, in the same token, we were really nice to people and our competitors. And, you know, we were, we we're just out there having a good time. It's all in good fun. It's a, that's our family vacation right there is uh, racing and family time for us. We were really accepted. Um, we got, we started talking. So the first race I actually took the car to and was able to race in 2019 was the U.S. Nationals in Indy. We did not, we did not even qualify, but because it was scrambled to get the car ready uh, after some engine malfunctions. But we started talking to Jim Marshall. Um, Bill Kelly had come down from Canada to the U.S. Nationals uh, in 2019. We started talking to them. Um, I had talked to uh, Terry Nagel, which um, he passed away sadly last year. Uh, great guy. But I was really accepted in these guys. And, you know, we would pit next to them at these races. And, you know, they would just have a conversation with us. And it was really awesome because, you know, they would try and help us or give us pointers or whatever. And even in Orlando, this just past race, um, someone came and was trying to help us out because they saw that the car was spinning and whatnot. So, uh, we were actually really accepted and it really made me and my dad happy um, because, you know, we want to be nothing but nice to people. We love talking to people about mutual interests in the class and, and everything involving that. Well, having a stick shift in your car definitely helps that because that's a, that's like a whole little family there, a little cult of funness or something. I don't know. It's, I like to pit. I like to pit with those guys. I just don't know if I want to make it that complicated yet. That's what's holding me back. But that's that's pretty awesome. That yeah, let's just jump in and well, we'll go to Indy for the first race. Like <laughs> I can admire that. Yeah, that's pretty sick. Yeah, it was definitely interesting. We had a lot of trouble getting there, uh, but we were happy that you know once we did get there, the the engine that we built had run and it drove it into the trailer when it was time to go home so that's all that mattered to us that we went had fun uh we were going anyway so mom was like all right get a new motor get it put together get it built as you know in as quickly as you can to try and get it make it for um indy and you know it was it was interesting i was nervous really nervous because you know i had not i had not driven the car in at least eight or nine months we were supposed to test before indy we were supposed to go to uh bowling green the week before we were supposed to go to these races and it just was not in the cards we had a lot of trouble with engines we tried to build the motor tried to build the motor we got a different block um had something happen uh through a, a hole in the side of the the block that it was perfect and it threw a hole in in the side of it so we had to get a brand new dart block um, we had the, uh, one of our head, the heads that came on the motor that we had from the car and the heads were, were, were good. They, um, they were, you know, supposed to make power when, uh, when the malfunction had happened, it threw the piston right into one of our heads yeah. and it cracked the head. So we had basically one completely stock head on the motor. It was not going to run. We knew it wasn't going to run. We just wanted to take it up there because we already had our entry. Um, but, you know, we were figuring it out. It's definitely a learning curve, but um, it was definitely, it was an experience. And I can't wait to go back when we're actually competitive enough to try and win class. So do you guys build your own motors in-house then? We do. Um, we have 
a buddy that lets us use some of his machines in his machine shop. Um, we build all of our stuff. Um, so I'm very fortunate and we're very fortunate to be able to do that. And, um, you know, sending it off is a lot of money. And honestly, I love to learn stuff about the cars, about the engine. You know, when I first started, I could not tell you when we first got the car and started testing it, I couldn't have told you that it had a 350 small block with 993 heads and a, uh, Q jack carburetor. I couldn't tell you any of that. Now I can, you know, 350 small block, 993 heads, you know, um, it's got the Q jack carburetor, you know, I can tell you more about it. So it definitely have picked up a lot of knowledge and I really enjoy that. What transmissions in the car? Transmission is a, a Jericho. It's got Jericho. a Jericho four speed transmission. Good. What year, what year, uh, car did those come in? Brian, <laughs> don't mind him. He, he tries this argument that makes no sense every week. So you aftermarket transmission cheaters. Hey, yeah, it's, it's okay. The, you don't drive right, a stick. So. Autumn here. Well, Autumn, you can help me. You can help me educate Brian oh. on the NHRA okay. rule book. Cause he obviously doesn't know anything. And okay. the rule book says you can run any trans. Okay, corporate transmission um, that came in that car at one time or another. Now, the Chevy people always complain, and they always get rules in their favor. So where you used to run, have to run a two-speed power glide, let's say in your 19, I don't know, mid-60s uh, Chevelle or something, now you don't have to. They complain. They got that changed. Now you can run three speeds. However, they run this E-shift crap that didn't come in any of their cars uh, and Brian thinks that because we're allowed to run a four-speed stick shift, which is in the rule book, where we actually do shift our own gears, he thinks that the e-shift should be legal for that same reason. I don't know. It doesn't make any sense to me. Maybe it makes sense to you. but In my opinion, I don't like the e-shift. I think if you have a stick shift, you should be shifting the car yourself. That's my personal opinion. I think <laughs> that's how it was back in the day. They didn't have e-shift in the 60s, 70s. No. And so, e-shift only came in that like 4L60E transmission that none of these people are running in their car. So why they're allowed to run e-shift on a tran on a metric 200 is beyond me. But whatever, we've we've beat that dead horse enough times. We I want to know more about your stick shift syndicate. Sounds like you have your own YouTube page. You're doing your own promotion, which has basically become all of our job like as racers we have to promote this sport as best as we can because nhra is not really going to do it for us they, they'll do it for the you know their bread and butter pros but for us stock and super stock racers which i think is a boat they've been missing for way too long we're the best car show on earth we're doing what you know where else can you go and watch muscle cars do what they were originally meant to do nowhere but an nhra you know divisional or national or uh, association race, wherever. So NHRA has been missing the boat on this and it's our jobs to, you know, promote ourselves and promote stock and super stock. So tell us a little bit about this YouTube page that you have. So um, I started the YouTube thing in uh, the end of 2019. I wasn't a huge fan of the editing stuff. Um, and I did it a little bit in 2020, still wasn't a huge fan. Um, but definitely working for someone else motivated me to like it a lot more because this will help me out in being able to continue racing if it does go somewhere. Um, I believe that for sure, um, NHRA is not going to do the promoting for us. They only want to push the big guys, the, the big classes, the classes that everyone goes to see. Realistically, I like watching stock, super stock, factory, the, the factory stock showdown. I really like that. My dad really likes that. That's what's we're, what we're into. And I'm sure there are a lot of other people that are into it. You just have to find the right crowd. You gotta, you gotta, you know, get the attention of the right crowd to watch it because people are interested in anything. Um, so with YouTube, my dad was like, hey, why don't you start doing YouTube? 
there's a lot of people around uh, the United States. I mean, heck, maybe even the world. They have to sit at home because, you know, their financial uh, situation or their funds don't allow it at this point in time in their life. Um, so, you know, they'll live vicariously through you. And if we can promote the class like that, and um, I think it's, I think it's great because, you know, there are some people that, you know, they go to watch these classes. They want to watch these old muscle cars. And, and that's what I've always been into. I've always been into the old muscle car scene. That's what I'm into. I went to car shows with my dad when I was young and my grandparents when I was young. And I really like that. And I'm a car enthusiast of all. Like I, I like some of the imports. I, I like some of the import races. I'll go to, I'll go to pretty much any race that you, that is put on. If I'm, you know, not out of town or something, I, I am a car enthusiast of pretty much anything except for the little rice boxes that drive around town. That's not <laughs> what I'm into, but. You just made a bunch of people mad, but they don't listen to our show. So that's all right. <laughs> it's fine well that's pretty cool so that you're gonna basically through your youtube channel you're just kind of uh going to the tracks and in car and that's do you have where do you see that going so um hopefully we will turn it into uh, more so of like a brand um because we want to brand like stick shift syndicate and have uh different stuff stemming off of that and really sorry but really push on the the stick shift people and the people that are really into the stick shift scene um, um even if you're not into the stick shift scene it's still fun to watch and still fun to be a part of and be a uh, buddy buddy with these guys and whatnot um so i haven't posted in a while i've actually been editing some videos i've got some new content coming very soon we've got some new stuff in the works um so you know it's just getting the views, uh, marketing yourself to the right people um, and making a story out of it. People really like a story. And I I feel like it, I've probably got enough story to maybe get me somewhere on it. So do you have to have a stick to buy one of those? Do you have those shirts for sale? Because that's a cool looking shirt. Like, is there a password or do you actually have to have a stick or can we actually just buy one as a admirer of you? You can just buy one. Um, I don't have them made up at the moment. Uh, we had some, we sold them. Um, and then I kind of got out of the YouTube thing. I'm back in it. I'm going to make uh, some more videos. We're going to get some more shirts made. Um, so, I mean, if that's what you're getting at, if you would like to purchase a shirt, Brian, I would be more than awesome. happy to send you a shirt, even though you're not, even though you're not a stick guy yet. We that, will that may be how you get them. Maybe I just send him one and maybe he'll suck him in. I came here for the shirt. I left with the stick. <laughs> <laughs> well, you guys should come up. So at Rock Falls, Wisconsin, June 18th, our uh, our association, we have a really big uh, class racing association here. They're actually doing a stick shift shootout. I wore my stick shift challenge Midwest class racer shirt. But you guys should bring a car up and do that. Like you can do the stick shift syndicate live from rock falls raceway for the stick shift shootout where only stick shift cars are racing that would be really fun i didn't even know that that was happening so i'll have to look more into that and see if we can make it up there for that yeah it's uh i obviously get just to sit around and watch the mayhem of people messing with their clutches all day but it's uh <laughs> it's always a it's always quite the spectacle like it's I enjoy there. That's everybody I pit next to run sticks, so that's I was part of the crowd. I'm just the degenerate that has the magic voodoo box, as some would call it. I just I don't know. It's fun watching you guys, and someday I will. Uh, maybe this will be the year I'll run one down the track and then be hooked. But oh uh, yeah, you will be. You won't want to go back. Believe me. You won't know what to do with your hands anymore after you like. What do you do in your car anyway? Do you have that? I get the Ricky Bobby like when I'm interviewed. I don't know what to do with my hands. Like, yeah. No, do you have do? your ish? Do you have your SFI approved uh, dress? Uh, that. Come on, I. Uh, there's a lot of things going on in my head, and I'd, I'd probably forget to shift as a as a rookie. But 
I, I will be honest with you. I feel a little, a little humbled that a 20 year old girl could just hop in and make it work. And I'm kind of scared of it. Like you may have challenged me to rethink my program. She's running a, a Jericho. Of- she doesn't even have a G force or a Liberty too. She's running a real, the real trends. You got a yeah, yank on a that lot thing. Of, a lot of people shy away from it, and I'm not. I'm not sure why. Um, I guess it's just intimidating. Uh, but I definitely would encourage anyone if they wanted to try it, if they were interested, even in the slightest, to try it, because you know, if you don't like it, you don't have to do it. If you like it there's another option for you to, to work on another car or make your car something else or learn something new. Because I mean, I'm really into learning. Some people are not, um, but it's really fun. And, and it's not that you might forget the shift. You don't have to make a full pass the first time you go down the track. You don't have to make a full pass the 10th time you go down the track. All you have to do is try. And the fact of the matter is, that you tried. If you don't like it, you don't like it. And you know, that's fine. But I think definitely think you should at least give it a try. I think the sticks shift syndicate needs a rental car to rent out to its members, (laughs) to the followers of the YouTube page here. If you want to try driving a stick, there's a nice GTO and get that back uh, (laughs) that you can. Bobby, you just want to drive a fast car. (laughs) (laughs) Are you running Gainesville autumn? I am. So I'm going to be going to the Baby Gators, um, and then I'll go to the national event uh, the week after. And then we're going to the Stock Super Stock Sportsman Showdown um, at South Georgia Motorsports Park. So we've got three races, three weeks right in a row that we're going to. Excellent. I'll be down in Gainesville. My fiance and I are taking the trip just for the nationals, so we'll be sure to find you. And steal one of your, uh, of the stick shift syndicate shirts. Yeah, you know, looking. I think all she. I don't know if she has any mediums left for you, Bobby. Small. I need a small. What are you talking about? <laughs> Medium. <laughs> I'll have to hurry up and get some made for you then. All right. What? Uh, what do you? What would you give for tips or advice? Like, how do you get as a young person coming into the sport? Like, if you were going to tell anybody in class racing now, how do we bring more people into it? How do we make it more accommodating? What is your advice? If I'm there's people out there right now in juniors that really are going to be out this year. They don't know where to go or don't know how to start. What's your advice to bring more young people into the sport and make it more accommodating for them? Well, my advice uh, would be, you know, give them the option, show them the class, see if they're interested because, you know, if you're not interested, really, you can't make somebody get into a class that they're not interested in. Um, But give them the options. There's not just the, the 69 Camaros and the the 72 Novas. There are other combinations that you can go with that, you know, aren't as expensive. So if you want to try it out, if you want to try something, um, you know, you could get one of the slower cars or one of the, the car, like, like my car, it's not a desirable year. I call it the ugliest pretty car. You know, I, that's what I call it. Sometimes it's a, it's obviously a joke. I love my car, but um, I really think that this class is sort of lost in translation. A lot of people don't understand it. I mean, heck, me and my dad are still trying to figure it out, you know, um, but I don't think it's promoted enough. Um, it's definitely a dying class um, because, you know, when these old guys, older guys are gone, like who's going to be running the class? Uh, like three of us. Um, so. I think it definitely needs more promotion, um, you know, just to be kind to people. Um, don't scare them off with the, oh, people might be mean to you. I think everybody just needs to be nice, play nice, play fair. And, and you know, if they're, if they're given the right advice and taught the right way, maybe they won't go out and wreck the class on the first, first try or first yeah. 10 tries, whatever. Definitely needs more promotion. And, yeah, you can – I've been on the forums where somebody will come on and say – now, mind you, there are very nice and helpful people out there, uh, but sometimes they'll come on with a question like, hey, I want to get into stock. And then 20 people will jump on them and be like, it's too expensive. It's too this, it's too that. Uh, you need to do this. You need to do that or don't even try it. And then you're just like, okay, never mind. So it's, it's a tough, it is, it's not a class 
it's like not for the faint of heart, but you have you have to have the desire and the competitive nature to make it in this class. Absolutely. I 100% agree with you. A lot of people are like, oh, it's too expensive. Um, you know, it's this, it's that. Um, don't get into it. Uh, and, and some of that I feel like is probably people trying to protect their class and their combinations. They don't want pe new people to come in maybe. Um, but it doesn't have to be that expensive. You can get a different car and um, you know, I, I saw one car at Indy. I can't remember what it was, but it was gold. And it was like, I remember the class because it was you. And then it was stock automatic. So it was USA. Was it so, like you know, if you get one of these slower cars, it's not going to be as expensive. Yes. It's still going to be expensive. It's a race car. Race cars are expensive, but you know, if you want to try it, I mean, I would, I would completely like try it. I just was fortunate and lucky enough for, for, to have a family that backs me and supports me and, you know, helps me with a lot of financial stuff for the car. Isn't that a Mustang that runs USA? I was going to say, I think it's a Pinto. It's like bad fast. <laughs> it's a Pinto. Too. Isn't it like it one? like Ellis Booth or Marty Booth or some, somebody or. Uh... That one. No, that <laughs> one is. Silver. That's it, like a silver Pinto. Um, they're in like, I think it's like W or something weird like that yeah. because they were Indy. They were pitted right across from us. Okay. And then you have uh, the Dime Rockets. What is the gentleman's name that has uh, Billy Nice? Billy Nice is all about the Dime Rockets. If anybody goes on ClassRacer.com and goes to the Class Racer builds, Billy Nice and um, Doug Hoven. Who's a young kid? Now I'll talk about somebody new getting into the sport. Doug's father, Dwayne, runs Superstock GT and a Ford Maverick, and he runs well. And Doug is probably about 16 years old, 17 years old now, and just started driving. And he's at the track all the time. And I can definitely see him getting into stock and Superstock within the next couple of years. But Doug Hoven and Billy Neese are all about the um, dime rockets, how to get in a stocker on a budget. You know, I think. I think Billy Neese used to have an ongoing article. It was like, you know, under the index for less than a grand or something like if you really wanted the cheap intro entry level stockers, Billy Neese is the guy to talk to. That'd be a great guy to have I on think, the show. Yeah, that's that's also a good idea. But I think that's a great thing. Like they definitely that definitely should be promoted more. Well, we're we're relying on this podcast, your YouTube channel, like I said, it's all up to us. I hand out flyers at NHRA events. The fortunate, the thing about national events is the crowd is there. So now it's just your job to appeal to that crowd. And that's what I do. I try to get a good pit, uh, pit parking spot and hand out flyers, talk to people. People walk by and they see the cars. They will stop and talk to you because basically they didn't know those cars were going to be there. They just came to watch three second nitro cars and you're super stock or stock car just happens to be here. And now I want to walk over to it and see it. And that's how you try to interact with those fans and grow our, you know, fan base, if you will. I, exactly. I, I completely agree with, with that. We got to promote it and you know, they don't, they don't expect other classes to be there because NHRA only promotes that, you know, it's going to be pro stock, funny car, top fuel, whatever, you know, they mm -hmm. only promote that. So well, the thing I see being the problem, too, for, like, Autumn and I, you know, we're busy going rounds. It's hard to promote. Or, Bobby, you know, you're sitting there first round. You got nothing left to do but advertise and help promote. So you're just in a lot better position than we are. Yes, I noticed. Oh, Brian. Brian's really taking some shots today, isn't he? Is that three he or four really in a is. row? I think it's because we have a uh, – a female guest. He's really taking extra shots at me now. <laughs> no, we have a young female guest that has a stick shift is, is not afraid of it. And I'm like, oh, I can't figure this out. I'm just, I feel like a oh. battered old man right now. Oh, I got you. You're just nervous because you, you found someone that's, you know, a female and young and they're not afraid of something that you are a little afraid of. Yeah, that does kind of hurt the man card right there. I'm not going to lie. <laughs>
Yep. So even this year, I'm, I was going to make it um, even more interactive at my pit spot. I'm going to have the tree there and the simulator. I want people to come by and, and check it out. Hit the, hit the tree. Compete against your buddy. And by the way, we have a podcast called Class Racing Today. Check us out. So yeah, that's, that's definitely a way to promote for you. I can't wait to get down to Gainesville. First of all, I need to get out of this weather that I'm in and I'm looking forward to, you know, doing a lot down there, getting a lot of, uh, you know, promotion for this, for this podcast, interviewing racers, trying to get some good camera footage, uh, whatever I can get in car, whatever, you know, whatever happens to ha uh, occur down there. I want to get it on this podcast. Well, yeah, that'd be awesome. I want to thank you for coming on autumn too and the uh what are like who are some people that you'd like is there anybody you'd like to reach out and thank for helping you or any sponsors or anything um i definitely want to do a huge shout out to my mom and dad they pretty much fund the racing for me so i can continue to do it while i figure out the youtube thing um and hopefully that will turn into something uh and maybe even a career, uh, something bigger, build a brand out of it, get people interested. Um, my mom and my dad, and thanks to my dad for um, being as into cars as he is, because I would not be into this without him. Um, so he's really inspired me. Um, I love learning uh, from him, with him. Um, He's very patient with teaching me things because sometimes I ask him the same question five times. He doesn't get frustrated with me at all. He gives me the same answer. If I need it explained a different way, he finds a different way to explain it. So I've got to give a sh huge shout out to him for teaching me everything I know and continuing to teach me everything I know. Um, and just like my family for support, my sister has played a huge role in support my mom always supports what we do um and never really makes us think about it this is our thing this is what we do as a family together um and you know I really I really connected with um Terry Nagel he had I believe it was a I want to say a 69 it was either 68 69 blue Camaro had Nagel equipment on the back quarter panel he passed away last year. Um, he was one of the nicest guys, uh, Jim Marshall, one of the nicest guys you could ever meet. Um, someone else I actually, uh, we was helping us in Orlando. I actually forgot his name on accident, but I know that he has a, like a mint green Camaro. It's a, I believe it's a soft top. So I remember people buy their cars, but um, that guy, you know, all the people that have helped us and, you know, been kind and friendly to us. Um, I mean, Bill Kelly up in Canada, we would love to see him back in the States. We, we miss him. Um, but yeah, definitely my parents, huge shout out to my parents. They definitely pushed me and my dad believes in me to, to take this YouTube channel somewhere. And actually, you know, last night he was like, you know, I, I am helping you with this because I believe in you. And, you know, that's sometimes you, all you need to hear it from someone you look up to is, Hey, I believe in you. So my parents, you know, they, they give me that, Hey, I believe in you. And, uh, that's, that's what I needed. So. Yeah, it can't be overstated for sure. So thank you. And thank you to your parents for getting you into this. We need some more young drivers. Be sure. So, all right. We will subscribe to your YouTube channel. You got to subscribe to our YouTube channel. How's that? I subscribe to you. I subscribed right. to you a few days ago when I was, you know, thinking about it. So excellent. So class racing today, YouTube channel, stick shift syndicate, YouTube channel, everybody listening, subscribe to both of those channels. <laughs> of course they already have to be subscribed to our channel to be listening. <laughs> well, not necessarily. Yeah. To be listening to this. <laughs> So, oh, Bobby. And thank you guys for having me on. I had a I had a really nice time talking to you guys. Um and I hope that we can, you know, communicate more often and I would love that. Yeah, I'll see you in Gainesville. For sure. So, it's, it's something I'm, I I didn't hear them ask directly. Maybe I 
was asleep at the wheel. Um, what do you say to that, you know, young teenager right now to get them interested in this product? So the, the rules and um, everything is intimidating. So you don't want to tell them the rules right off the bat. <laughs> hey, you want to go into a class with 10,000 rules. Um, no, you just, you want to, you want to find out if they're really um, interested in like the muscle car scene. And, you know, if that tugs at their heartstrings at all, be like, hey, this class is specific to old muscle cars or keeping things stuck and trying to build a fast car performance base while keeping it an old muscle car. Do you need to have a love for speed in order to really get sucked in? I mean, my car, it's not super slow, but it's not super fast. Um. So I wouldn't say necessarily a love for speed, but you definitely need to like it. <laughs> that sounds good. <laughs> More than just speed, because if you have a love for speed, you could just go bracket racing. You have to have a love for speed and a willingness to, I don't know, you just have to have this persistence to like just keep trying to find ways to make your car a little bit faster. So would it be similar to, uh, is this like the golf of the racing world? Because the idea is to find the perfect formula and then nail it every time. Yes. Mix a little self-hate in there, too. And then, yeah, and after you find that perfect formula, just keep changing it and trying to find the more perfect, perfecter, perfect formula. Perfecter. Nice. That's fantastic. <laughs> like that? And that's well, why Bobby's teacher, a math an tutor, teacher. not an English teacher. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. All right, Autumn, thank you for coming on, and hope to see you at the races. Yeah, I'll definitely be there. Thank you for having me. I really enjoyed it. I was really excited. Awesome. This is Class Racing Today. ClassRacingToday.com. ClassRacingToday at gmail.com. If you want to be a supporter of the show, help make this even better, uh, send us a note, send us an email. ClassRacingToday at gmail.com uh, to help become a, a producer and make this show even better. Bobby and Brian, thanks so much for uh, sitting down. Autumn Green, the Stick Shift Syndicate on YouTube. Uh, continue on. Keep shifting those gears. <laughs> Everyone else, be safe. Well, all of us, be safe. Get out there and race some more. We'll see you next time. Thanks so much for listening. Have a great day. See you later. <laughs>